first, I just want to say it is such an honor to be standing here on this side of the microphone this morning. And I know John was being kind, um, but can we just honor Pastor John right now? Just he was away all week, and you know he's come back and he led worship this morning. And th just thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> so. I'm here this morning um, to share with you guys, we're gonna be continuing on in the Beatitudes and we're gonna be talking about mercy. And I just wanted to share a little bit about how even the Lord was merciful in my life. I'm sure even in the next you know, times to come, you'll hear a little bit more of my testimony. Um, but for now, I just wanted to share with you guys one story and yeah, I'll start by saying I, hmm, I was in my, I think it was my late teens and early 20s, and um, I was working two jobs, I was living in Fredericton, and I was on my way to work, and I was crossing the Westmoreland Bridge, if you guys know where that is at all, but I was heading to the north end of Fredericton. Yeah, you guys know, I heard a yes, so that's perfect. So on my way, as I'm merging on to the bridge, I do what we normally do when we merge, right? We are either turning our head to the left or to the right. And so as I was turning my head to the left, did the car not in front of me just come to a complete stop? <laughs> so you can imagine and piece together what has happened next. So it wasn't just a car, it was actually a truck with a flatbed and there was a hitch. And the front hood of my car just smashed right up onto the hitch. And I thought in that, I was fine, I was totally okay, I wasn't going fast enough, not even for my airbags to come off. But in that moment, I thought, oh my goodness, I totaled my car, like my parents are gonna be so upset. And I think in those moments, are any parents out there? Any parents out there that you might know where I'm going with this, where you've received maybe that urgent phone call? Yeah, can I get any hands? I know I'm not the only one. I can't be the only child who has called my parents in a panic. <laughs> so, I decide to call my parents and, you know, I, I had a hard time kind of picking and choosing a story of how I could share how I received mercy in my life, but as I was kind of talking about, you know, sharing with stories with Andrew, I was like, man, my parents have really shown me mercy, I think, more than anyone ever has. And it's true, right? And so in that moment when I had that little accident, I think we all pull out this little invisible gauge sometimes and we're like, is this one of those moments that I call my mom or call my dad? And I did, you know. I, I will say I was so like in a way shocked at how they weren't angry. You know, they did not point out what I did right or what I did wrong. You know, in that moment, they, they just asked me if I was okay, and I was very blessed for that. And they took even all the information, they took care of everything for me. They made sure my car got to a mechanic, and 
they covered the cost, right? Is that not a blessing, right? Like that's mercy. They, they showed me mercy in that moment. And growing up, I'll be very honest with you, I was a little bit of a wild child. Um, <laughs> I was the youngest of three sisters, so my dad had his hands very full. And they kept saying to me, they would always say, Michelle, you know, you have some really bright ideas. But if you take that with a sarcastic tone, it doesn't quite mean exactly what it means, right? And so now Andrew has to deal with those bright ideas now. <laughs> All right, before we dive in this morning, we're, we're, we've landed on chapter five here in Matthew, and we've gone through the first four Beatitudes and I'm here to go through verse seven with you all. And that says, God blesses those who are merciful for they will be shown mercy. So why does Jesus tell us to be merciful? And what does that mean for us as followers of Jesus? Will you guys pray with me this morning? Father, I'm just, I'm so thankful that I get to stand right here this morning. Father, I'm thankful for mercy that you've shown on my life, Father. God, let this be um, truth this morning. Let this ring in our hearts, Lord. Um, let this word just dig very deep, Father. Holy Spirit, just be with us here this morning. Amen. All right, so diving in. the First, I'm gonna mention the Hebrew word for mercy, and I might say this wrong, but eleos. One thing you will notice about me is that I grew up in a French family, so sometimes when I try to pronounce certain words, that's where my brain goes. My brain tries to read things in French before they um, are pronounced in English, so um, this means the personification of pity, have mercy or um, on or be compassionate towards. Merriam-Webster defines the word mercy as kind or forgiving treatment of someone who could be treated harshly. Oxford Language Dictionary defines mercy as compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one power to punish or harm. So when we're looking at even just these two definitions right here, what are some similarities between the two that you can kind of see just straight off? I see the word forgiveness, right? Forgiveness, mercy is acting out forgiveness and compassion over someone when that person may not be in a position to receive it. So God wants to awaken our compassion towards our fellow brothers and sisters. To have compassion would be to have a deep understanding of and sympathy towards another something, uh, another's suffering. So that goes a little bit deeper than just, you know, saying hi to someone or, you know, just on a superficial level, right? So that goes deep, to have sympathy towards another's suffering. So this means, you know, we have understanding of someone's hurt. You know, we are, we're understanding, we're making that connection with that person, right? To show or demonstrate compassion is to show kindness and forgiveness. So here in Matthew 5, 7, 
Matthew is indicating that being merciful is exercising that compassion and kindness. So what does that mean to us as followers of Jesus? This is an invitation to find hope. So what we have to remember and realize about the Beatitudes here, it is not just a list of just simply doing, right? We're not pulling out a list and just simply checking off the boxes, right? We're not just checking it off and going, okay, well, well, I'm doing this, so I must be a good Christian now. Like, that's just real, right? So this isn't just a simple list of doing, but we should be living this out, right? Everything hinges around God's mercy so that we're transformed. In enters mercy in the Beatitudes here. And this past month or some, we've been looking at the first four and we've learned how our character can take root. But now, here in the Beatitudes, we're beginning with mercy. It starts to show us where our character will start to produce that fruit. Right? So Matthew 10, verse 8 says, Freely you receive, so freely you give. Right? Sometimes if we're not aware of what we receive, then we're hesitant to give. We must be open to receiving of mercy in order to pour it out onto others. By putting our thoughts aside of not feeling like we need it or worthy of it, We are inviting the Lord to come and give us mercy in return so we can be merciful to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Now let's look at that from the kingdom of heaven. I'm gonna be sharing with you guys a couple stories here from the Bible and you might know this one as the prodigal son. So the story is in Luke and It it begins in Luke 15, and it's about a father, and he has two sons. He has a youngest and an oldest, and the youngest goes to him and says, goes to his father and says, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So the father agreed, and he divided up his wealth, right? He divided up his wealth. He gave some to his youngest son, and he gave some to his oldest son. And a few days later, this younger son packed up all of his belongings and he moved to a different, uh, distant land. And there he wasted all of his money on wild living. So this would have been a very big deal for the family at the time. This would have been considered something extremely disgraceful, right? He would have been excommunicated from the family because not only did he, you know, spend all of the inheritance, but he went to a distant land where God was not honored. So later on, there's this famine that sweeps over the land, and the youngest goes, oh man, I think I must have, I made a mistake. He starts to come to his senses, and you know, he starts to realize, I can't, I can't do this. So he, he decides to come back to his father, because he's, he's even realizing the servants in my home are getting fed, so I want to be fed, right? So he goes back to his father and he confesses that he sinned against him and he sinned against heaven, right? And he says here in verse 22, the father was very quick to forgive. But his father said to his servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. 
get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. So where the youngest son thought he wasn't worthy, he wasn't worthy to come back home, his father opened his arms up to him, right? And not only that, even in verse 20, it says that his father saw him coming, right? So his father even had a different heart posture and was longing for his son's return. He was looking out. His heart was changed. His heart was transformed, and he was longing for his son to return to him. So this is the story of salvation and God's love where we come to the Father. We come to the Father and he shows us mercy. So for us to be merciful, we must receive it first. Right, isn't this a great way that we can kind of see the Father and Son and and a, a good story of mercy? The next story I'm gonna share with you guys is a story about where Jesus, sorry, displayed mercy to someone who was facing judgment, right? And they were gonna be receiving a very harsh punishment. So in John 8, 1, Jesus had returned here from the Mount of Olives and went back to the temple. A crowd had gathered around and he began to teach to them. And as he was teaching, one of the Pharisees, who was a teacher of the religious law, took this woman and put her in front of the crowd. And they said to Jesus here in verse four, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? So they were trying to trap him into saying something to use against him, right? They were trying to catch him in being unlawful. But then Jesus said to them in verse seven, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone, right? Jesus never condemned the woman who was accused of adultery, but he didn't condone her sin either. He did later on say, go and sin no more. But instead here we see that in that moment, he showed her mercy. He told her to leave her sin and he stood ready to forgive her, right? Just like we should be ready to forgive our brothers and sisters. By Jesus still upholding the law and the legal penalty of adultery, he could not be accused against the law, but by saying only a sinless person could throw the first stone, he's displaying here forgiveness and compassion. Jesus stands ready to forgive anyone who comes to him. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Jesus also does something in the story that I believe we could all learn from as well. And that was that he gave her the opportunity to repent of her ways and he was patient. Right? How many times have we walked into conversations or phone calls or you're talking with someone or around someone but you are carrying maybe an invisible stone just ready to be thrown? Maybe instead of being quick to judge, we should be so patient and compassionate and put down our stones like Jesus did in this story. Man, that gets me. So now we've looked at the Father's mercy towards us through the prodigal son and how 
Jesus was merciful to the woman here in this story. But let's look at how Jesus' death on the cross was God giving us mercy for our sins. Jesus on the cross gave us mercy. He took the wrath of God we were supposed to receive and he took the judgment for our sins. Romans 3, 23 to 24, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God with undeserved kindness declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. Sin may separate us from God, but the good news is they can be forgiven. Jesus took the penalty of our sins, and from his perspective, God can look to us as if we'd never sinned. Isn't that good news? Come on. God's forgiveness of us through Jesus brings us into right understanding with the Father. So my next question is, what does that look like now for us as believers? It takes us actively seeking out forgiveness and kindness so that we can be forgiven by the Father through Jesus and understanding God's divine mercy, which in turn, we will act out our own merciful nature onto others. Christ died in our place and with his sacrifice brings freedom and deliverance from our sins. Man, I think you've heard me say this before, but Jesus, we've been reading a lot through 2 Corinthians lately. I feel like that's something that keeps coming up and that's the ministry of reconciliation. And, you know, Jesus reconciled us back to God and has brought us back into the right standing, moving us out of judgment. And it's not... Is that not merciful, sorry, to endure the pains and sufferings of the cross so we escape judgment? So we've received mercy so that we're able to give mercy. Because we've had mercy given to us, we must be merciful to others. Now, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned when it comes to mercy is that sometimes it can catch you by surprise or most times it catches you by surprise, right? Because in those moments, maybe we're not in a position where we feel like we're able to receive or ready to receive. I've I've been there. I've been there plenty of times and I've had plenty of moments where God has either given me mercy or someone has shown me mercy and kindness and forgiveness when I felt like I probably didn't deserve it. And so I'm thankful I'm, thankful I'm married to someone who shows me mercy probably every day, let's be honest. <laughs> but do you understand what I'm saying though? Have you ever had someone show you mercy? Maybe you have you know, a, a son or a daughter and they've made some poor decisions. Is your first thought to show them kindness and compassion. That story that I shared with you guys about uh, calling my parents is just one of plenty, I guarantee you, where my parents showed me mercy. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's your neighbor. 
Maybe it's someone you ran into at the grocery store or someone you had an argument with or someone who wasn't kind to you. Would you show them mercy now? You know, last Sunday we held our very first session of Life Shared and it was amazing and, you know, it gave us some encouragement and direction on how to show our faith and you know, they showed a couple testimonies and there was one where it was, he was a pastor and he was visiting, the, he was a pastor from Australia, visiting the United States and the cab driver was also a foreign man. And so they connected by having conversation about just being fathers. You know, is it, and I got thinking, I was like, man, that is, that can be very simple, right? That can be very simple to put, for us to be put in a position to be ambassadors of God. You know, by being hospitable to someone like, like he was in this story, by showing them love and grace, and he, like they ended up uh, stopping, he, he was like, hey, just keep the cab running and I'll pay for it, but I'll also go buy a meal, are you hungry? Like, do you wanna just sit here and keep this going, keep the conversation going? by being hospitable, by connecting with someone with no other intention but just to listen. We read through 2 Corinthians together last Sunday night and we read through verses 11 to 21, you know, and it showed me that we can help people who are hurting. You know, we can help people who are hurting and we can believe and give second chances, even third chances or fourth chances. I was one of them. I was given many chances and here I am today. Do good to those who hurt you or be kind to those who offend you. Build bridges of love to the judged or rejected. You know, it's easy to be caught up you know, in our everyday life, we go in day in, day out, and I think that sometimes we can just have everything centered around us. It's unintentional, right? Like we're just, we're doing good by waking up in the morning and going to work or, or what have you, but that's not what Jesus is telling us to be here or how we should conduct ourselves, right? We need to step out and examine things from the outside so that we're not missing moments where we can bless people and bless someone. God blesses those who are merciful. 2020, we've seen a lot, of, a lot of changes happen around us and even coming into this year, 2021, you know, we've, we're going through still a pandemic. You know, we've encountered some very hard things like racial injustices, you know, mass shooting in our neighboring province. You know, there's, there's lots of hurt and unresolved feelings going around, but they'll never be fully resolved without Christ. When these types of injustices happen, how are we showing mercy? How are we centering ourselves to posture our hearts in the virtues that Jesus is teaching us here in the Beatitudes? here in the Sermon on the Mount. 
Dietrich Bonhoeffer, I believe John has quoted him before. He was a theologian and a pastor and an author, and he wrote, may God in his mercy lead us through these times, but above all, may he lead us to himself. There's no time in history where man does not require mercy. You know, these words here, Bonhoeffer was in prison. These were letters that he wrote in prison. And these were some dark times as well. He, he, it was the Second World War. But he still found a way to point to God's mercy. So let's go back to the question, why does Jesus tell us to be merciful? Because mercy is the nature of God. Because Jesus on the cross gave us mercy. And because we've received mercy, so we give mercy. Jesus tells us to be merciful because he is merciful. This is a message of hope. It's a message of hope. It's a joyful thing, right? to help those in need and to be a beacon of hope, God's ambassadors in moments where someone may never imagine to encounter Jesus. We get to deliver a powerful message and pass it on to others who would believe maybe there's no reason for us to be on their side. This is a good thing, this is so hopeful, right? It's pretty cool, it's, it's an honor and a blessing we get to invite people into love and kindness and show them the good news. This should excite us and give us life because we have the power of the Holy Spirit who will guide us every step of the way, even in those moments where we don't know if we've got it right or we feel like we can't and our flesh steps in the way, right? It can be hard to choose mercy, I'll be honest with you guys. It can be hard, but some days, and some days are just hard, but I think the more we surrender and yield to the Holy Spirit, every day, he will bring us understanding through his word. Great is his faithfulness, his mercies begin afresh each morning. We get to do this together, that's exciting. We get to do this together as the body of Christ, as Lighthouse Church on Grand Manan, as brothers and sisters, right? This is not laborsome, but this is a joy, especially when we get to do this as family. Am I right? Come on. That's like, that's encouraging. That should fire you up right there. So that brings us here in Matthew 5, 7. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. This is why we're reading and studying in the Beatitudes and unpacking the importance of showing mercy. We're looking at what does the old law say and why is Jesus bringing this new law, right? So that we can be living not just the values or new standards, but that our hearts will be changed and transformed. I don't know about all of you, but I know I for sure need mercy every day. Every, there's not a day that goes by that I don't need God's mercy and grace. 
like I've said before, I have been given many second chances and I felt like I didn't deserve them. So maybe you know someone like that. Maybe you know someone who, who would need a second chance, who is hurting, right? If that's you this morning, I, I do want to pray for you guys. As I'm closing, I want to pray for you guys and just wherever you are, you can just stretch out your hands or, or what have you, but position yourself just to receive this morning, just to receive as I'm praying, if there's even people that come to mind that you, you've maybe run into, just think of them, just think of them, and we're gonna pray this morning. Or maybe you need courage, courage to be merciful. You know, when I'm, when I'm needing some encouragement, I'll, I'll end with this. In 1 Corinthians 13, four to seven, it says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of wrong. Will you pray with me this morning?